Let's get down to business. Welcome to Profits and Purpose, a Colorado Business Roundtable production that unapologetically tells the stories of businesses good through conversations with Colorado's business leaders. Please welcome your host, the president of the Colorado Business Roundtable, Debbie Brown. Hi, welcome to Colorado Business who is the director of the Office of State Planning and Budgeting, and she's responsible for developing the governor's annual budget requests for Colorado, forecasting state revenue, and conducting research and evaluation of programs. Lauren, welcome to the podcast today. Thank you, Debbie. It's a pleasure to be here. Fabulous. Well, you've got an impressive resume working um, in Washington, D.C., working in the private sector. Give us a rundown of your journey. What Tell us a little more about your career and what led you to your current position. Well, I was an economist for PricewaterhouseCoopers uh, doing corporate consulting, and I ended up um, getting lured into a job at the White House Budget Office and fell in love with it. Uh, it was just such an exciting way to be part of policy, to take what I describe as a messy policy world and put it in the orderly framework of the budget. That fundamental work really appealed to me, and I and I stay end up staying for a decade, serving three different presidents, and uh, working through um, growth times and recessionary times at the federal level. So, Lauren, tell me more about what your work entailed at the White House, because that had to be a very fluid and changing environment. Was that really good training ground for what you're experiencing now in Colorado during COVID? The federal OMB is like any business budget office where you have to look at the resources available and decide how they're going to get divvied up among your different, uh, among your different branches, your different um, programs and departments. And so thinking about what's the evidence, what's the data that supports different resource allocations was a really great analytical training. And then the great recession hit while I was there and chief of the treasury branch. And so uh, we had to get out $700 billion in a stimulus package. This was the TARP rescue, the financial services rescue, within just six months. And it was a very intense time. And I, I think it prepared me well for the COVID responses to um, have an understanding of what's happening at the federal level with their stimulus development and the conversations and debates that are going on in deciding where to allocate stimulus or not to allocate stimulus. So it's been great to have those insights. But now on the flip side, on the state, we're not figuring out how to spend money, we're figuring out how to save money. And so that's a really big challenge to be in right now. And our, our budget is going to be very tight for this coming year. Well, and we're fortunate to have you here in Colorado with that wealth of experience. What actually brought you to Colorado to begin to continue your profession here? Well, this was my escape from D.C. after <laughs> you know, I loved it for 10 years. And yeah. um, I grew up in New Hampshire and loved the mountains and hiking. And uh, my family and I, we decided that we just wanted to be somewhere really beautiful. And we're fortunate to find opportunities here in Colorado. So we are here by choice and we've made our new home. I've, I've lured my sister and her family and my parents out here as well. So oh, nice. <laughs> we're now a Colorado family by choice. <laughs> well, I, I can relate to that. I am as well, not quite a native, but I wish I was, uh, you know, came here and really enjoy having uh, the lifestyle that we have in Colorado, I think is why people are so drawn. 
So tell me about your current position then with Governor Polis's administration. It seems like prior to, let's say, February 2020, things were already complicated enough, working with a budget, you know, understanding all those different ebbs and flows and forecasting. What was it like before COVID? And then tell me about your role now with COVID-19. So it's really exciting to work in a budget office and see the intersection of policy and how you can help make a big impact in the state. It's been a very exciting time for me. And really, this this team is terrific. Governor Polis has an amazing cabinet and policy lead team. And we're, we've had a, we've worked hard to build budgets that make sense from the, our strategic policy priorities, and as well as run the government really well, focused on doing, uh, making government more efficient and effective. Um, he's brought in a, a lot of the entrepreneur culture that's that's exciting uh, with um, agile development. And he's also very focused on a, a scorecard and driving towards outcomes and results. So I, I would say I would describe it as very exciting. And the resource environment is always a little constrained in Colorado. I mean, but that's this. I guess that's true sort of it, it, with every budget. You There's a cap on it and you need to figure out how to allocate to the it, each dollar to its highest use whether you're in a growth environment or a constricting environment. And you mentioned the rest of his cabinet. What's it like working for Governor Polis? It seems like, especially thinking about our members coming from the private sector, they might not agree with them on every issue, but they certainly can understand his background as an entrepreneur, as a business person. He seems like he would be a very outside-the-box thinker. Of course, budget people, you know, everything's in columns and rows. But tell us how that is. Are you challenged to think creatively and innovatively through his team? I can't say enough about Governor Polis. He's warm and wonderful, strategic, uh, really focused, can very quickly find that one line on the spreadsheet that is the key number and what's what's driving the, the key elements of a proposal. He's motivating, He you know, really encouraging his team to uh, be innovative and not get um, stuck in ruts. Uh, you know, he's he's great at lifting the conversation to a strategic level by being a mass while being a master of the details. He's a very impressive individual. Well, and I and I want to shift us now to talk about what's happened since February March for Colorado. You know, thinking about you know now we're we're in such a you know really uh, there's such a critical time for people in leadership, Governor Polis, for you looking through the budget, my understanding is Colorado is probably in better economic shape than a lot of the other states, you know, pre-COVID. And so the understanding is that we're going to come out of this probably in a much stronger position. Is that the kind of thing, Lauren, that you look at in your office, looking at sort of that, the opportunities that we have to come out of this really strong? This is a huge part of our focus right now. We're, you know, we're, of course, working in the day-to-day and those urgent needs, but also thinking uh, 18 months, two to three years out, trying to get ahead of, of um, think about how we remain competitive. Uh, we've, we were setting um, bold strategic goals for the economy and making sure that our near-term decisions are lined up in support of those goals. So I, I can't think of anything more important than to be sure we're focused on that because we're, Colorado was thriving, right? We were top state in the country for our economy and 
we want to retain that competitive edge, but it's not a given. Yeah. And tell me a little bit more about, I was reading just in the Colorado Sun about some of the money that's come into Colorado as far as federal aid. You know, their estimates were $10 billion in PPP, $4.4 billion in direct stimulus, and then there were some other sort of pockets of money, uh, you know, $3 billion, I believe, to the state um, had some more fluidity to it. Was is that enough to create some sort of soft bounce for citizens in Colorado? Or how would you sort of categorize some of that aid that came in? Debbie, I we're incredibly grateful for the federal stimulus. Overall, it was some amounts are still um, coming out, but it, it's close to $20 billion into the state. And we did see, I wouldn't call it a bounce, but I it softened the trough of this recession for us you know, the fourth quarter drop-off, which was so, uh, fourth quarter fiscal year, second quarter calendar year drop-off, that was so precipitous, was cushioned from the stimulus and the stimulus checks into individuals, the PPP to small businesses, the um, unemployment insurance enhanced benefit was incredibly stimulative because those funds, of course, got um, spent right away, not saved. But the, the concern we have right now is all those um, programs are turning off and Congress has not yet arrived at an, a deal for extended stimulus. So we're very concerned about what's going to happen in the economy uh, with, without, that, without those supports. And what, um, and, you know, and we've had these conversations too, Lauren, and our group has met with Governor Polis before about the role of the private sector. Uh, you know, even if we're looking at additional stimulus from Congress, uh, and, and we've been involved in some potential recommendations, for example, on infrastructure spending, even if some of that happens, you know, what's the role in your mind and in the administration's mind of the private sector? Uh, Lauren, give give us a sense of what your viewpoint might be for the private sector's role in the economy. And, and our bias, of course, is that the private sector has a very vital role to play in any recovery for Colorado. In fact, we've done some work with the governor's office on, you know, helping businesses lean into how do they restart, recharge, rehire in a safe way, not only for their employees, but for customers. But it's just pivotal to have that consumer and business confidence again to get the engine going uh, for the economy. So how can how can our private sector employers work better with your office to make sure that is also happening? There is no doubt in my mind or the governor's mind, it's the private sector's ingenuity that will lead Colorado through this crisis. And our role in the state is to improve the business environment to enable it to thrive. And in fact, that's a key part of our goal. Um, I, I talked about, we were setting a broad goal, some broad goals for the economy and one key element of that is making uh, sure that we are supporting the business environment that will allow for that creativity, ingenuity, and growth. And then one other question kind of on that private sector piece, and and, it, and we're really fortunate too that we have so many companies in the bioscience industry in here in Colorado, which would be amazing if a treatment and cure comes from our own state of innovators, would be amazing. But one of the comments I remember hearing from Congressman Perlmutter was this concept of an all clear signal. And the thought was, you know, in a tornado drill of types, you know, people know that they need to go seek cover and not until the all clear signal comes will 
people kind of come out of their root cellars, come out of their basements and look around, survey the damage and then move forward confidently. And I thought it was really clever. Congressman Prometter talked about this all clear signal in terms of COVID. And, I, and I'm curious if you're thinking through from an economic standpoint, what would the all clear signal be? Of course, it's a vaccine or a treatment that people can feel confident in. But are there any indicators in your mind as far as from a budget standpoint, whether it's, you know, looking at revenue or unemployment numbers where you feel some confidence that the economy is getting more on track and you can make some some definite plans? So, Debbie, what I see in the data is that Coloradans are adapting. So we're finding innovative ways to enable businesses to keep advancing despite the constraints from the public health emergency. And, you know, it's not as um, it's not like a bombing raid where you will have an all clear and it's it's safe to go out. Right. There's shades of gray here. Well, we can have new technology for um, for cleaning. We can have new just social patterns that make the way we shop and work and live more um, reduce the risk of spreading the virus that could enable the economy to do better. And then, of course, as you mentioned, treatment and vaccine innovations. So there's a lot of there are a lot of different ways that we can support that we couldn't we can see the economy continue to grow. I think the thing we're most worried about is a, another big resurgence in the virus, and that's why uh, the governor's very data driven and closely watching this many times, you know, da- daily. In fact, many times daily of what's happening with the data, so that we can be sure we're responding and not letting the virus t- take over in a way where we have to um, close down parts of the economy. So, it's a bit of a dance right now of try- trying to strike the right balance. And, uh, but I'm very. It's it's what we see in the data is that. It, Coloradans are adaptable, and a lot of things are able to continue to grow um, despite the restrictions that we have to place for the public health emergency. And I think that actually leaves us with a tone of optimism, don't you think? Because, you know, Coloradans are adaptable, we're innovative, we're feisty, you know, they want to get things done. There's sort of this freedom element to, okay, we're going to figure this out together. And I hope that it brings us together as Coloradans, as opposed to get us more divided, you know, that we can get through this, um, this global pandemic, and then the economic devastation that's coincides with it. But um, do you feel optimistic looking at the 2021 budget? I assume you're already looking 2021 and beyond. Do you feel a sense of optimism that we're going to get through and brighter days are ahead? Lauren, or do you feel like, look, it's going to take a while, and people shouldn't get too, you know, too ready to cheer yet we've we're in for a long ride we're preparing for the worst but also planning for potential upside that could be significant if there's a technology breakthrough if we find a path to keep the to grow the economy quickly despite the restrictions we want to make sure that we're we have a plan for how we would invest and how we would support the business environment to continue to grow so i'm an optimist at heart. Um, but I have my job makes it, um, I have to be very, very cautious and plan for downside risk. But in my heart, I'm an optimist. And I'm also building a plan for potential upside. Hey, Lauren, that's a great point. I think cautiously optimistic is the perfect game plan for Colorado. And like you said, you're a numbers person, and you've got to read the numbers and understand how to adapt. But I actually feel more optimistic talking to you today because I really appreciate that there's smart folks like you working at the state level to try to look at trends and forecast and be 
really diligent with citizens' money and making sure that we make really good long-term decisions for our economy and for economic vitality for business. So I want to thank you for being on with us today. Is there any is there any website if if folks were more interested in the work that you're doing from the office, you know, your the budget office, where would they go? Is that pretty easy to figure out? www.colorado.gov/ospb Sounds good. We have some other counting, yeah, accounting and numbers folks who probably want to dive into that and see what you're working on. But um and thanks, uh, sorry, and Debbie, I'll just mention that um there's an emergency funds link right from that homepage where you, we have some visuals and some presentations on all the federal funds that have flown in that have come into the state uh, and the impact we think that they're having on the economy. So you, um, your listeners can find some resources there. Okay, perfect. And we'll make sure we include that with our description as well. So thank you, Lauren Larson, the director of the office of state planning and budgeting for the state of Colorado for joining us today. And I am feeling a lot more optimistic about Colorado's future because we have incredibly smart professional folks who are lending their expertise to these issues every day. So thanks, Lauren, for joining us. Thank you, Debbie. And thank the Roundtable for your thought partnership on a competitive economy. This has been a presentation of the Colorado Business Roundtable. Be sure to check out all of our episodes on Podcatchers Everywhere at cobrt.com. Our technical producer is John Ekstrom and Deaf Communications. Thank you for listening to Profits and Purpose.